have three very short passages of scripture to read this evening. First being in the Gospel of John, in chapter 10. And this is the main verse that I have before me in the preaching. Verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enter in by me, he shall be saved, and shall go in, and shall go out, and shall find pasture. Chapter 14 of the same Gospel, and verse middle, verse 5, or we'll start at verse 5. Thomas says to him, as to Jesus, Lord, we know not where thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus says to him, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father unless by me. Finally, in the first epistle to the Corinthians, and chapter 8, <coughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 8, and the last clause of verse, we we'll start the last clause of verse 4. And there is no other God save one. For, and if indeed there are those called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are gods many and lords many, yet to us there is one God, the Father, of whom all things and we for him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things and we for him. This time last week in Turkey, everybody would have been in their houses sitting comfortably, and then suddenly this massive earthquake happens. And men are to pass from time into eternity. Tragic loss of life, humanitarian crisis. Mm. But it just illustrates to us the uh, brevity of life. I don't know what you were doing this time last week. You probably sat in this room listening to another gospel preaching. But, you know, it's solemn to think that how quickly things in our lives can change. Mm. And a situation where we might feel safe has suddenly turned into a disaster. But, um, you know, God is over all these things. He, he knows what's happening. Mm. God is not an unfeeling God. People might say, well, why does God allow these things? Well, we know why the world is in the state that it is, because... Mm of the incoming of sin. It tells us in Genesis, doesn't it, by, about the incoming of sin. Paul mm-hmm. said, by one man, <clears throat> one man, that is Adam, sin entered into the world, and by sin death, and thus death has passed upon all men. Mm-hmm. What we touched on the reading, we're all under that sentence. We all get our wages, it's the same wage as we said for everyone. Mm-hmm. People are never satisfied with their wages, as we well know at the present time. Mm-hmm. But the wages of sin is death. Oh my friend, how serious that is, that we all have to face that article of death, whether you're young or whether you're old, we realise that it could strike at any moment, as we've been reminded of that earthquake, the loss of life. Mm-hmm. But what's impressed upon me is the, this thought of Jesus as the door. Mm. Now, what is a door? Why would someone speak of themselves as a door? We know what a door is. We came into that room. We came mm. in through a door. So the entrance into something, mm. entrance into a place, and it's the way out. And Jesus speaks of himself as the door. Mm. We have a bit of those other scriptures. There is a one God, a Father. So to us there is one God. In the world there's many gods. Mm. We're living in a country where once upon a time... Even when I was young, it was mainly a Christian country where it was recognised as 
who God was. We're living in what we call a multicultural society now. So many different religions and so many different gods. Those who say they don't believe in any super being believe in other things that become idols and gods to them. Mm. But you know, the great thing about the gospel is we're speaking of the one true God and uh, his son Jesus Christ. And if uh, we want to get to God, mm. there's only one way. Mm. There's not a multitude of ways. It, people will tell you, as long as we all do our best, we all arrive at the same place in the end. But what a lie of the devil that is. Mm. There's only one way to God. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And he is God's son. We sung of him. God's son came from on high to this poor earth to die. He came here to die, mm. dear hearer, for you and for me. He came because we were sinners and we were lost. We were far from God. Nobody can reach God in their own strength. Man was banished from the garden. Adam and Eve were banished from the garden. The minute that they sinned, the door to the tree of the, the uh, way to the tree of life was was uh, closed off to them, and uh, they had to suffer the consequences of their actions. But God, in His mercy, has come in. He came in for Adam and Eve. As we were speaking about those closest skin, death had to come in. Well, Adam and Eve to be clothed and two for ourselves, you know. Those that have gone far from God, the whole human race mm. gone far from God. God has come in, and He's come in by the gift of His own Son. Mm. Think of those thousands of years before Jesus came. He gave the law. Man couldn't live by the law. He failed. Do this to live, but he found he couldn't do it. But death, that great article, had to be faced. The judgment of God against sin, and we're all under that judgment. And God in his patience and grace waited upon man until the moment, it says, the fullness of time, God sent his son. When you might say, everything else had been tried, mm. but there was no other way that God sent his son. It affects my heart to think that God sent his son that he might die for such a person as me. Mm. And you know, we need to take that personally, that Jesus came here to die. Mm. Yes, he died for all, all who will believe on him, it's available to all, but he died for me. He died for me, a sinner. One who has no right to life. One who is far from God. Let that sink into your heart tonight. I know the world will tell you that we're not all bad, but we're all, there's some good about us all. Maybe that is true, that there is some good in humanity, but you know, ultimately, we're all sinners. We've all offended the holy and righteous God. It doesn't matter how we stand up in relation to men. It's how we stand before God. And God saw our condition. When lost our condition, or ruined and done, then God sent his Son. He might deliver us from the power of Satan, from the power of death, and from the power of sin. That you might have life, and might have <coughs> eternal life. And, and that's not just living here forever, that's living in relationship with God. And God wants to bless you in the glad tidings tonight. And so Jesus speaks of himself, I am the door. He speaks of himself, I am the way. Hmm. He's the only way to the Father. And tonight he wants to be your saviour. He wants to touch your heart afresh. And even if we've been on the road many many years, we need to reevaluate things in the sight of God tonight, how we stand before him. Because hmm. I know what it's like in my own life to get diverted away from the blessings that we've come into. You know how subtle Satan works in our hearts, doesn't he? To bring in deceptions. And so we maybe <coughs> see where we stand before God maybe really know that we've had to do with God as well because you can live a life that might muster pass muster amongst men even amongst your brethren but what is the reality mm. of your heart and my heart dear friend that's before a holy and righteous God 
He knows our hearts. He sees right into our lives. He sees every movement. And so God is wanting and seeking to bless you. So Jesus here, he says, I am the door. <clears throat> he was speaking here <clears throat> to the Jews that he came amongst. <clears throat> and he's speaking about the shepherd, the false shepherds that there were, those that didn't care for the sheep. The scripture says that all we, like sheep, have gone astray. You know, everyone has gone his own way. And I understand that sheep, that's what they do. They keep their heads down all day and they graze, they wander off all over the place and they have no home device to come back to where they went away from so the thing that calls the sheep back is a shepherd's voice and tonight you know Jesus is calling in the glad tidings Jesus is calling you will you not come have you ever heard the voice of Jesus call your name you know in the Old Testament we have them don't we have Samuel when he was lying in a temple God called to him didn't he Samuel Samuel he thought it was Eli the priest he realised in the end it was actually God that was speaking to him. And that's what happens in the gospel. God speaks. He speaks to us all individually. God's speaking to men, to creation tonight. The thing that's happened in Turkey is also a voice. It's a voice to men in relation to the power that God has. And it's a a voice to think about their lives. That's a region, of course, that's given up to much idolatry and false religion. But, you know, God is still speaking. He wants people. He wants people everywhere. He's not limited by... By colour, creed or race, he just wants all men to come to him. And he's given his son for all men. Realise that Jesus could speak of himself as the door. He says, enter in by me and shall be saved. Jesus could say that in confidence because he knew who he was and what he's about to do. He can save you, he can save me, he can save anyone tonight because of what he has done on the cross. When we come to the gospel, we have to speak about the cross. We speak about our sins. And we think of, speak about what was effected on that cross on Calvary's hill outside Jerusalem where Jesus was there, the one that went onto that cross put there by hateful men, sinful men pierced his side and uh, nailed his hands to the tree and onto the cross and pierced his feet with those nails and he put on that cross to die. And then after those three hours of darkness where Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He gave up his life. He bore the three hours of judgment of God being sin. And that great matter we spoke of today, the matter of sin, Jesus, he exhausted the judgment. And he exhausted the judgment, my friend, that we might be set free from the power of sin and from our sins. You know, sin is judged. And sins are forgiven. God can forgive you your sins. But Jesus bore the judgment of God against sin. And so he hung on that tree for three hours. He gave up his life. At the end of those three hours, a soldier came and pierced his side and out forth flowed his blood blood and water that you might be set free the blood is the price that God required the, the, the blood of Jesus God's son cleanseth from all sin what power there is in the blood of Jesus that blood that was shed on the cross so Jesus could say speak of himself I am the door if anyone come by me he knew he was the, the saviour at this point it was before, it's before he had died but he knew where he was going. He came to this earth to die. He came to go to the cross that he might set you free from your sins. Those things that keep you away from God. And sins are a real matter. Have you ever thought about your sins that you've committed? You know, we, 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 all of us are the same. We've all sinned. Every one of us. We've all offended God. When we're younger, our parents like to tell us about our sins and how bad we are. You know, we like to try and cover them up, don't we? But you know, God sees right through. 
But we've all come the same way. And uh, Jesus suffered and died that you might be set free from your sins. And the good thing it is to confess your sins to God. You don't confess them to me or to another man, you confess them to God. Repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus. So Jesus can say, I am the door. Who enters in by me shall be saved. It's a wonderful thing to know that you're saved. Saved from the power of, of death. Saved from, from uh, Satan and his power. A great thing to be in the reality of salvation. Saved from this present evil world. What a terrible world we're living in, aren't we? With the, the, the destruction and death and sorrow on every hand. And yet Jesus, in his wonderful act of dying on that cross, has saved us. To give us not only eternal salvation, but present salvation. And you can come into the game of, of life, of eternal life, which is found through Jesus. Mm. So he says here, it can enter in by me, he shall be saved, and shall go in, and shall go out, and shall find pasture. What's what God has in mind for you, that you might have, have liberty. These, these Jews, you see, they've been brought up in a very strict religion, <clears throat> they, and Jesus came to deliver them from that as well, mm. to lead them out of the fold. That's how he could say he was the door, because... <clears throat> Understand that the, the sheepfolds in the old days were built by stone around and there was just a gap at the front of them. And that the shepherd at night time, he would lie down in front of the, front of the, the, the entrance. So that if anybody wanted to get in, it had to be through the shepherd. But he also kept the sheep safe. And Jesus wants my friend to save you forever. He wants you to be kept safe. And saved from this present evil world and saved from judgment to come. You know, soon God's going to have to judge this scene in darkness, this scene of darkness. He's going to have to, to wipe it, wipe it clean of all its sin. Think of the terrible things that are going on, even the things in the name of Christianity, in the name of Christ, even this past week, these things that are happening. What an affront to God it is. You think God isn't unfeeling, uncaring? You think He doesn't worry about these things? He worries, my friend. He is going to judge the whole scene. Mm. Even that which professes his name is going to be, have to be cleansed. And God is going to do it, and he's going to do it through the man he's appointed, that is the Lord Jesus. You know how great Jesus is. Does he mean anything to you? Is he just a name that we hear in the preaching every week? A name we sing of in the meetings? Or is he some, is it, or is he something real to you? Is Jesus a real living person? How well do we know Jesus? Do we speak to him? Do we pray to him? You know, we, we, Maybe we know the doctrine, maybe we know the teaching, but do we know the person? And that's what God is striving at tonight in the glad times. You might have come to know him through Jesus, his son. The only way to God is through Jesus, there's no other way. He's the one, he's the way. I am the way. I am the truth, I am the life. These I am's of John are interesting. There's seven of them I understand. He says, I am the door, but he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. There's no other way to God. God has known and revealed himself, made himself, himself known as Father. There's no other name now. The Jews understood him as Jehovah. So God has manifested himself and made himself known as the Father. And he can be your Father. You know, read of a conversion of a Muslim lady. She said, I dare to call him Father. Mm. The fact that she's brought into this relationship of calling God her Father. Mm. We maybe been brought up with all our lives. We speak of address God as our Father. But the reality of it, how wonderful it is, mm. we have a Heavenly Father and one who has been made known to us through the person of Jesus. Mm. As he could say, no one comes to the Father except by me. Mm. Men will speak of God. They will speak of a way of religion. But the only way to God is through Jesus Christ, his Son. You have to do with Jesus. My friend, if you don't have to do with Jesus, there was a Saviour 
You have to do with him as a judge, because the same one who appeals to you not in grace, as the one who's given his life for you, is the same one who's going to be the judge. As Paul said in Athens, he says, you're going to judge the whole habitable earth in righteousness by the man who is appointed and given privilege by raising him from the dead. Mm. Yes, we know Jesus is one who's come out of death. And another stupendous fact in the gospel, the resurrection of Jesus. It's not a lie, it's the truth. Mm. And those of us that are believers know it's the truth because we know Jesus personally. We have a relationship with him because of the gift of the Spirit has been given to us. Raised by the glory of the Father. Think of what it must have meant for God the Father to see his son put into that tomb, into that grave, you know. Think of it, someone has said that heaven would have been silent when Jesus was in the grave. But after those three days and three nights, God raised him from amongst the dead. Firstborn from amongst the dead. And now we know him as a risen living saviour. One who went up, he walked on this earth for 40 days. At the end of the 40 days, his disciples went out outside Jerusalem and Jesus was carried up into heaven. They saw him go up and the angel said to this same Jesus will come again in like manner on the clouds of great power and glory. You know, that's who I'm putting my trust in. Don't put your trust in politicians or businessmen. They are corrupt and will let you down. But when Jesus comes, he's come in great power and glory to set everything right. What What a man Jesus is. You know, he's my saviour. Is he your saviour? He's my lord. Is he your lord? Yes, let us be brought into the gain of these things. To know him as our lord and our saviour. To trust him. You know, soon he's coming again. He's coming for his church. The rapture, as we call, call it. Soon he's going to call us to be with himself. What a moment that will be. As believers, we're waiting for his call. His call to heaven to be with him. And we're going to put, see, see him actually with our eyes. For the first time. What a hope we have, you know. Mm-hmm. We're living in a world that I come across people that have no hope. Someone tells me the suicide rates amongst young people are terrible. They have no hope. They don't think there's any way out. Well, tonight, may I appeal to you. Jesus, I am the door. He is the way, the truth, the life. You can come into blessings far beyond your wildest dreams of this earth. You know, we waste so much time. I waste so much time on things of this earth. But if we really realise what we've been going to be brought into, how much more time we will give to divine things, you know. Mm-hmm. Paul was a man, he was caught up to heaven. He, he didn't know whether he was in the body or out of the body. But he said when he came back, he wasn't allowed to say what he's seen, they were too wonderful. You know, do we know anything of these things? The Holy Spirit, who God will give you as you believe on Jesus, mm-hmm. he gives you the Spirit, the earnest of our inheritance. The reason that is that he is the one in whom we have entrance into 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 these wonderful heavenly things, and the Spirit will help us and help us to see what glorious Christ has in the place that we have. And you know, there's no end to these things. You're never going to fathom it. You're never going to bottle these things and get to the end of it. There's always something more. And the Apostle Paul saw such wonderful things he wasn't allowed to tell us about. But I think what we learn is that in his ministry, it coloured his epistles. It coloured what he had to tell us. So he could say, he didn't know whether it was better for him to remain here for the sake of the Christian brethren or whether it was better to go with the Lord. For him, he said, it would be very much better. What a wonderful state to, to arrive at. What a wonderful condition that the earth has nothing for us, holds, nothing holds us back here. But we're looking forward, really looking forward, genuinely, to being in the presence of our Lord and Saviour. I trust that tonight you can have a real hope 
You, you know, you might think this world's exciting, especially when we're young, the world has lots of attractions for us. But as you get older, you see how shallow it all is, you know. Scientists, someone described the world as like a soapy bubble. It all looks glittery in the light, you, and you prick it, prick it, and it's gone. And you're just left with a dirty piece of water. You know, that's the joys of this earth. They don't last. The woman of John 4, you can read that in your letter. She could, tell, she could have told you about what she helped you with seeking happiness in her life here. And she had all those husbands, and then she had a person who wasn't a husband. And she met the Lord, you know, and she found really where the true source of life was. She could say, come see a man who told me all things I'd ever done. Is not he the Christ? She'd been relying on that water pot. She went to the well every day. And one day she met Jesus. And that's what the gospel intends. You might meet Jesus, the door, the entrance into the presence of God. I am the way, the truth and the life. And so Paul says there in Corinthians, to us, to us there is one God. In the world many gods. One God, the Father, and one Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. That's what we need to lay hold of for ourselves. We need to, if you, if, you, if you don't have peace with God, if you don't know what it is to be saved, you say, how do I do it? What must I do to be saved? Well, believe on the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved. Confess your sins to God, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the way into blessing. That's the start. And you'll never get anywhere until you repent. That's the first start, repenting of our sins, having faith in Jesus, the one who can say, I am the door. And it says here, you shall go in and shall go out and shall find pasture. That means that there's refreshment, there's life, there's food, pasture. Sheep, sheep love pasture, you know. And that's what Jesus was appealing to these ones here. Amongst all these false shepherds that were around them, and the robbers, those who were, were destroying God's people, he said, I am the door, I am the way into it. And that's the way into blessing tonight, through Jesus. May you come this way, may you know what it is to have peace with God, have your sins forgiven, and to have a real living and vital hope. Our joy in the Holy Spirit. Everything for God, everything for us lies, dear friends, in the power of the Spirit. There's nothing here. It's through the power of the Spirit, our attachment to Jesus, where he is in the glory. But let us lay hold of these things mm. and let us trust in Jesus. And if we have not yet turned to him, do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. Mm. We cannot promise another day. Now is a well-accepted time. Now is a day of salvation. Can't promise you tomorrow. Mm. As I spoke about that disaster at the beginning, we do not know what may happen. And the Lord could come. Hallelujah. And the Lord comes. But what a terrible thing to be left behind. Mm. I was young. I used to be a boy sat in this room for preachings. And preacher would say the same thing. Tonight might be the last time. Just to go home afterwards. And at night time lying in my bed. And suddenly I always silent. Not sleeping. Have I been left behind? I think most of us have had that experience, if we're honest, when we were young, and how, how <coughs> relieved we were to find our parents were still there. Well, you know, these things are real. But it's the way that God speaks to us. And he often speaks to us in the night, doesn't he? Sometimes you can't sleep, and you wonder why you can't rest and sleep. And God speaks to us through these things. Well, maybe have our ears open. May we respond to his voice tonight in the glad tidings. May we come to know Jesus personally as our Saviour. May it be so for his name's sake. Amen. Amen.